The hood love story being weaved between the feisty Andrika and the gangster Crucial has come to a halt when he realizes someone has gotten to her. Between that and finding out that her supposedly dead ex is actually alive, Crucial is on a race against the clock to save his girl before it's too late. Will he be able to, or has she landed in the hands of his rivals, who surely won't be willing to take it easy on a woman deemed disloyal and a hood-hopping traitor? And if he does get her back, is their bond strong enough to withstand all the curveballs being thrown their way from the jealous, envious, and forever plotting outsiders? In the second installment, the heat in the kitchen gets even hotter as everyone does their best to keep a lid on their container of secrets. But as the saying goes, what's done in the dark will come to light. And when it does, the result is explosive. Picking up where we left off, Beery was shot in the head and Andrika is missing. Crucia has a police officer on his payroll meet up with him at his warehouse with video footage of Beery being shot and Andrika being taken from the back. So like we also found out at the ending of the last book, Moe had managed to escape from prison but was hiding out because of course everyone thinks he's dead. Moe is somehow under the impression that Andrika is the one who set him up. So he's been all about Cece, um, you know, since he's been at home. So it's been him having sex with her, making promises. Um, but now he's bored because he's used to running the streets and dealing drugs and just being out. So now this is causing arguments between the two because she's still trying to be loving to him and he really don't want that. As well, he knows about Andrika with Crucial, which is furthering, um, like cementing his thought of her setting him up. So him and Cece argue and he leaves and she's like, you know, where are you going? You can't be outside. This nigga says he's going to get his girl. But his first stop is to see OD, who is not happy to see him. And I'm like, how is that not concerning to you i mean yeah of course it's like nigga i thought you was dead but when you find out that your quote-unquote best friend right hand man is not dead would that also make you well i don't know because actually i got another book that i'm about to review after this that's kind of like it ties into that as well um but i don't know it's like od is like really upset like how are you here i thought you was dead and his only concern really is like, oh, you're not dead. So what, you coming back to take over? It's like, you can't be happy to see your friend or even ask him like, how did this happen? You know, you all right? Do you need anything? And Mo is like, nigga, no. And calm your ass down. Like, why are you not happy to see me? And he's like, really? I just need a few niggas to help me get Andrika and I'm leaving town. So no, you can still have this. And OD tells him, you know, I can offer you a few members of the gang. And after that, I can't fuck with you no more. Which I don't see how it's not adding up in Mo's head. It's like, you not happy to see me. And then you telling me after this, you can't fuck with me no more. I'd be like, yeah, no. The thoughts of Andrika setting me up don't sound right. But Mo's stupid anyway, so it don't even matter. So Mo agrees you know, like with OD's plan, but in his mind, he's thinking, you know, after I get settled, I'm coming back to kill this nigga. 
So Andrika was in the back seat and she of course watched as Beery's head exploded and she dropped to the floor of the car of the truck as it crashed into a pole. So the door opened and a man pulled her out. She's not going down with a fight. So she punches the dude and she manages to get away from him. But while she's running, she runs into another guy who she also punches, but he doesn't go down. He instead chloroforms her, you know, causing her to pass out, putting it over her face. So when she wakes up, Mo is walking into the room and of course, she's tripping out as well because it's like, nigga, you're supposed to be dead. And while they're arguing and going back and forth, Cece starts banging on the door, which causes Andrika to start whooping his ass because it's like, nigga, yeah, you had a wife this whole time. And I was supposedly found out why you was dead, but since you ain't dead, I'm finna whoop your ass. So they fight and Mo puts handcuffs on her and tells her that they're leaving so he starts packing stuff and and drinker tells him you know no matter what you do i'll never stop fighting to get away from you i don't give a fuck how you feel about it and as they're driving they're still arguing because she tells him like oh i can't wait till my man get to you you (laughs) like you was already dead but you finna be dead and the reason why i would never submit to you is because you a bitch and so While they're arguing, he turns down a deserted street where Crucial and a few of the other lunatics are waiting for them. It's like, you know, they got the guns out just standing in front of the car like, I've been waiting on your bitch ass. So Mo tries to back up, but Crucial shoots out the tires. And he takes Andrika and has um, his gang take Mo. He takes her to go get Cooper and she's like, you know, I don't have visitation. Like, he can't leave with me. And he's like, trust me, you're going to get him for the night. So, at first, the McCullough's threatened to call the police. And Crucial's like, cool. And why you want to fall with him? Let them know how y'all helped y'all son escape from prison and have been harboring him here this entire time. So, of course... They let Cooper go, which I'm not understanding. Like, if you knew that information, I'm going straight to the courts. Like, why was this not documented and, you know, presented to her lawyer so they could take it to court and she could somehow get her son or get like joint cut something. It's just like, there's no way that I would just go to their house and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell. Like, no, I'm actually telling like, y'all watching me, I'm watching y'all too. I know all about street justice. I know how I go whoop-de-whoop, whatever. But it's just like, make it make sense. If they playing dirty, play dirty too. Because Andrika, it's like, you... I hate to sound hard, but it's just like, girl, you sleep with gangbangers, but you ain't really like in the gangbanger life. Use your nigga, get this evidence, and take it to court. Like, fight for your son. And it's like... <sighs> I hate to say it, but it almost feels like she don't really want her son. Because it's like, girl, you're not fighting hard enough for me, personally. So anyway, um, after Crucial makes sure Andrika and Cooper are like settled at his house, he goes to handle Mo. So of course, Mo tries to beg for his life, saying, you know, she set me up and she's not even worth all this. So just let me go. And Crucial looks at him like, I know you ain't that fucking stupid. And he says, no, your best friend did that shit and took your spot. 
And for some reason, it's like as soon as Crucial said it, it kind of clicked in Mo's head. And it's like, why wouldn't you think that? Like, Crucial don't deal. Y'all, everybody knows Crucial and knows how he gets down. That nigga ain't fucking with the police. And then it's like, Andrika been with you this whole time or whatever. Ain't never told on you what you think because you refuse to go to Disneyland. All of a sudden, she set your ass up. Like, make it make sense. None of the... Anyway. And so, he kills Mo. And then he also kills the guys who helped Mo kidnap Andrika. So, Andrika knows that he got rid of Mo. So, when he comes back that night, she asks him, you know, why haven't you also got a, gotten rid of OD? And at first, he was like, what you trying to say? I'm a bitch? And she's like, no, nah, but I know... Like, it got to be something holding y'all to each other. Because otherwise, he would have been dead. Which is true. And he tells her that they are actually brothers. Their father was married to OD's mama. But he was sleeping with Crucial's mom as well. And OD's mama killed him in his sleep. So he hasn't killed him. Crucial hasn't killed OD. Because his mama asked him not to. She always tell him, you better not put your hands on him. Like, don't do, don't touch him. Don't do nothing to him. And he has respected her wishes so far. So, Andrika goes to have a talk with Emily, but it doesn't go well. And it's also interrupted by Cooper coming up to her and asking her to take him and his siblings for ice cream. So, she agrees. And at first, uh, Emily tries to interject but the dad is like, his name is Barry. Barry like, girl, it's just ice cream. Just let them go. They coming right back. And when they get back, Cece is in the driveway. So upset. Don't you ever take my kids without my permission. It's like, but you wanted to take her son and have him come live with you for two months. Like, make it make sense. And she's like, that's not the same thing. I'm his stepmother. It's like, girl, if you are not his stepmother, y'all don't even have a relationship like that. And she is clinging so hard to the title of being Mo's wife and claiming that Andrika is jealous because everyone's last name, like in the driveway at that time, is McCullough but hers. And she needs to get over it. And it's like, but sweetie, no one's upset but you. You are the one that's upset. Like, I literally took your children for ice cream. I didn't tell them that I was their mother. Um, I really didn't have no conversation with them. Like, literally let them get ice cream and we came right back. But I'm not trying to harm your children either. It just don't make sense. So anyway, and she's like, you know, I just want you to leave us alone and it's like, Cece, do we need to remind you that he was willing to kidnap her and skip town, leaving you and those kids behind? Like, all of the kids. Like, sadly, even Cooper. Talking about he was going to come back and get them later. No, he wasn't. He was literally willing to say, fuck them kids and kidnap this woman and go on the run. So, Crucial goes to see Barry and blackmails him to turn on Emily, saying he needs to come up with evidence, blaming everything on her and be willing to testify against her so Andrika can get her son back. And at first he tries to, of course, resist, but 
crucial shows him that he has um evidence of him like overcharging insurance like insurance fraud so crucial pulls up to a yo party and just sprays the whole thing he tells the women like if y'all hoes don't want to get shot moved out the way so when they see him and they see what's in his hand they duck and he just sprayed the whole party crucial and od's father his name was killian he had a situationship with od's mom that turned into a marriage when she became pregnant and then he met crucial's mom katrina three years later od's mom uh her name is Jeanette, and crucial's mom is katrina so when he met her three years later he fell in love with her so when od was six one night he hears his parents arguing because Killian came in and told Jeanette that he fell in love with someone else and wants to be with her. Like, of course, I'm going to still take care of you and my son, but we getting a divorce. And so the next day while he is at school, the police show up and tell him that his mom shot his dad and he's dead, which I'm trying to understand. I'm taking it back to the conversation I had last week or the statement that i made last week i should say where people act like explaining homosexuality is such a complex situation but you can tell a six-year-old that uh mommy shot daddy and daddy is now dead and they're like that's okay like make it make sense like how do you tell a six-year-old that your mom not only shot your dad but your dad is dead and now your mom's gonna go to jail And they take him to the station and let Jeanette talk to him. So she's trying to plead her innocence. But the cop's like, I ain't trying to hear all that. Say what you got to say to your son before we book you. Um, So she makes him promise to never associate with, quote, those people he left us for. Those people are the reason I'm going to jail and your daddy is dead, end quote. So that is the reason for their beef. Because even when od was eight and crucial was five and katrina brought crucial to od's birthday party he tells him like you're the enemy and i hate you and i never want to talk to you and it's like so he really took that shit to heart and wants nothing to do with his brother and he can comprehend those words but they're not gonna know what a man loving another man or a woman loving another woman means and that's somehow just so wrong Anyway, OD tells Donica to get in contact with her baby father and have him, you know, get with him. And she's claiming that she don't keep in contact with him. But OD like rubs her up and like, girl, I know everything. Stop fucking playing with me. Have him get in contact with me. I got some work I want him to do. Um, And her baby daddy, I guess he stole from the Obes or something like that. And so he owes them. And OD is going to have him kill Crucial. It's like, once again, proving you ain't no real gangster. Because why won't you do it yourself? And while um, Andrika is dropping Cooper off to have a sleepover with his siblings at the McCullough's home, Cece is there. And Andrika had told him, like, I don't want my son here while she is here. And Barry tells her, you know, she's just dropping off something for one of the boys and she's leaving. 
But CC makes a few slick comments about Crucial saying, you know, he fine. And, you know, since we have this history, and it's like, bitch, it's not history. It's literally a one-time incident that is never going to happen again. But she says, you know, how you feel about um Sharon Crucial? So, Andrika chases her into the house, but Barry stops her telling her all CC will do is press charges if she touches her. And I'm, once again, like, Andrika, why are you not thinking about this? Like, let everything they say literally roll off your back because they are trying to get a reaction out of you. You already know that they're following you and watching everything that you do. Sis, let it go. So, Cece shows up to Crucial's uncle's fish spot. I never learned the name of it. And, um, you know, she had been showing up for a while looking for him. And while Crucial is in the back talking to his uncle about the upcoming lunatics cookout, she shows up again. And his uncle is looking at her like on the little TV that he has in his office. Like, you know, she keeps coming here looking for you. Um... And at one point, shit, I thought she was going to tell me she was my daughter because she kept showing up. So when Crucial sees who it is, he goes out there to confront her like, you know, what the fuck you doing here? What do you want? She claims she wants to help him and Andrika, you know, get custody of Cooper and she has evidence to help. And he's like, you know, what do you want? She claims she wants protection from the lunatics, like from him and his gang. And she will tell him all the things she knows while being married to Mo and like being close with the family. And he tells her like, you know, I'll think about it, but I ain't really like, I don't know. I got to think about it. Crucial has a meeting with one of the guys who uh, stuffs the animals with the drugs. And the guy informs him that his connect is dead. But his son will now be taken over and the son wants to meet with Crucial claiming he needs to approve of everyone he's supplying. And Crucial is like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Cece comes back to the fish spot with a folder. And this is a folder of Barry's checks, including um, checks to the guards who helped Mo escape. And... She's trying to push up on him and he quickly shuts that down, which is one thing I guess is admirable about Crucial. The nigga is crazy as hell, but he's faithful. Skylar brings their mother to Andrika's place, which I'm trying to figure out why. And Jada tells her that her lease is about to end and she's thinking of letting it go. And... Andrika's like, so sis, what, like, what does it have to do with me? Like, where are you moving to? And Jada basically is like checking out Andrika's place and it's like, oh, I was thinking I could move in here. Uh, I think the fuck not. But Jada tells her, I know you have the funds to support me. And if you don't, your new boyfriend does. And it's like, okay, see, this is parents, some parents. Like, I literally have to thank God for the parents that I have because they are so wonderful. Bitch, you tried, you did sell me. You sold me for sex so you could have drugs. But the thing was, Mo, while he was alive and while him and Andrika was together, he did take care of Jada. But it's like, bitch, 
you don't know what I got. You don't know. I'm not supporting you. That's the bottom line. I ain't even got to come up with no excuses. No, motherfucker. And you know that she knows this information from Skylar because her and Andrika do not have a relationship. So it's not like she's telling her that. So Skylar, I'm looking at her like, so you come over to have this fake ass sister time with your sister and everything that she tells you, you going back to tell your mama and you know your mama trifling. So when Andrika tells her, no ma'am, Jada tells her, you have always been selfish and that's why no good will ever come to you. This coming from the drug dealing bitch that sold me when I was 17 for drugs. Madam, your opinion really does not matter in this situation. Like, oh, I wanted to jump through the book and fight that hoe. Andrika, that's what you should have been jumping on, beating the fuck out your mom. I, mm, I don't care how nobody feel about it. Like, girl, what? And she's selfish because she didn't want to sleep with someone she didn't know. So you could get, ooh, drugs? Excuse me. And it's like, girl, while I was 17, even before, probably even before that, like, I had a job of cutting hair, bringing money into this house, taking care of me and my younger sister. And then Jada also says, look at Sky. She's beautiful. She's in college, childless, and will turn out to be a much better daughter and woman than you. But you're saying this as you stand in her fucking house looking for her to take care of you and provide for you. And like I said, Skylar ain't shit as well. She knows her mama ain't shit, but because she's treated better than Andrika, she doesn't hate their mom the way Andrika does. And she tells her, I love you, Andrika, but I can't turn my back on her for something she did to you. Both of y'all get the fuck out of my house, right? Sister or not, it's just like sometimes what does family mean like come on like literally we just sharing the same blood at this point because fuck both of y'all and then Skylar tells her that they just need $1,800 so they could keep the apartment and for some reason Andrika gives it to her because let me tell you who wouldn't the motherfucker speaking right now I'm like get out my house very much joining a scammer get out my house because my shit gonna connect and your eyebrows gonna be going to the back of your fucking head get out my house <sighs> it just makes me so upset it's like really skylar you know the situation it's like you know how terrible this woman is but because jada is still in love with skylar's daddy she's treated better and she somehow loves her better so it's like, what does that even mean? Even if you are treated better, you can look at a situation and tell when somebody is wrong and tell them when they are wrong. But Sky, Skylar's spoiled. That's all it is. She's just a spoiled little brat. And it's just like, it didn't happen to me, so I don't care. Like, what? Anywho. An unknown number sends Andrika a picture of Crucial and Cece talking outside of the fish spot. So she pulls up on him. Like, first she calls him like, you know, where you at? I need to talk to you right now. So when she pulls up, he's like, why the fuck you hang up on me? And she's like, I said bye. You must in here. But anyway, at first she's looking for a fight because she's remembering what Cece said about sharing Crucial. 
But he quickly, you know, gets her in line explaining that that bitch came to me saying she want to help us and she brought me this information and it's how we going to use it. So calm your ass down. I'm not that nigga and I don't want that bitch. So what's up? Crucial takes Andrika with him to Columbia to meet the new connect. So he makes it like a mini vacation for her because she's never been out the country. So when he goes to meet with the new connect, the connect tells him that he wants the connect tells crucial. He wants him to marry his sister and take her to America to get her away from the cartel. This crucial we talked about. Don't nobody tell this motherfucker what to do. So he's like, I, I don't know who you talk to, but it ain't me. And I hope she find a motherfucker that she need deuces. And so the guy tells him, you know, if you don't do this, then we won't be working together anymore. Crucial, like, I guess we just not working together anymore and leaves. But a shipment still comes when they get back home. Which confuses him. So he's thinking like maybe the guy thought it over and got his motherfucking mind right and we good to go. So while out, like uh, the lunatics, they're out at the club. Uh, Jewelry tells them about Ayob approaching him and saying something to him about his girlfriend. But pulled off, you know, when he turned to approach the guy. So Crucial tells him, you know, that nigga probably fucking your bitch. Which this upsets Jury and he gets up and leaves because he's like, nah, he ain't fucking my girl. He was just, you know, it's gang shit. He just trying to be disrespectful. And Crucial like, ain't no nigga going to approach you and say something to you about your girl. You know, like feel comfortable doing it if he ain't fucking her, especially with what he said. Because he said something about like, I like the new body on your girl or something like that. And so... This same guy who approached uh, Jory follows them out the club. And he says something to Lolly and Quay. And Quay is another member of the inner circle. But not to Crucial. And Crucial laughs and says, yeah, you know not to play with me like that. So then, of course, the guy got to prove that he tough. And approaches Crucial. And Crucial pulls out his gun and says, if you take one more step, I'm going to light your ass up. And the dude takes another step saying, you didn't even take it off safety. And Crucial says, when you pull this bitch like I do, it ain't never on safety. And lights that nigga up. So while Andrika is out with her cousin and her sister, she's jumped by a group of girls who she assumes to be a part of the Yobes because they say something about when that nigga end up dead, she's going to be trying to come back over to our side and the woman was like, she ain't getting with our man. We don't want her back. And we're introduced to Andrika's cousin, who I really didn't, like, there was no need, but whatever. Um, The cousin helps her out while Skylar stays in the car. It's like, first of all, why the fuck is Skylar out? Like, why are you still, <sighs> I guess this proven that I need to learn how to let shit go, but it's literally making no sense. Ain't no way that Skylar, girl, no, hell no. Um, and so Andrika calls Crucial and tells him, you know, I just got jumped and that nigga was out, like about to come get her out the club anyway, cause he had done it once before. He told that girl, be home by 12. I think it was in the first book, be home by 12 o'clock so we can lay up together. 
And she said, cool. It was 1210 and they were still at the club. And next thing you know, the lights are being turned out or turned on and the music stopped and he takes her out the club. So when she called him this time, he tells her, you know, I was on my way to act a fucking fool because you were still out. But he comes to her place, runs her a bath, you know, takes care of her. They have sex and he says that it's his fault. And she's like, you know, no, I should have listened to you and stay. And he's like, no, you should be able to go out and enjoy yourself no matter what. So the next day he takes Andrika to the warehouse because he done had the gang round up some women from the Yobes. But none of them are the ones who uh jumped in Andrika, which confuses both of them, but he lets them go. So now it's time for this famous lunatic cookout. And Cece shows up, you know, calling herself looking cute. And when Andrika sees them talking, she runs up on Cece and punches her dead in her face before Crucial pulls her off. And Andrika tries to walk away from him saying, you know, this is why I can't fuck with you. I'm done. But he puts her over his shoulder and walks them over to a tree and gives her some act right. And that basically like squashes all that. And he's like, you know, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, I'm not that nigga. I'm your nigga. I'm not that type of nigga. I don't want that bitch. I don't want none of these bitches that you think I want. Um, Andrika wakes up crucial at three o'clock in the morning by spooning, like taking a spoon of hot oatmeal and putting it on his chest because <laughs> that unknown number sent her more pictures but this time it's a crucial talking to donica and once again crucial has to set things straight it's just like you know what you constantly thinking a nigga doing something and i have to keep telling you that i'm not so like basically what the fuck is up so then like later on in the day there's a cute moment where cooper says he loves crucial and crucial tells him that he loves him too so Earlier, when Crucial killed Mo, he mailed the McCullough's one of his hands. So when he goes to his apartment in the city and he's checking his mail, there's um Barry's left hand with his wedding ring still on it. So he knows that Emily knows about what he was doing or trying to do. And this is her get back. So somehow Crucial's connect the sister is now in LA and comes up to him at his apartment building talking about she looking for a place to stay. And Crucial sends her on her on her way telling her, you know, your brother is going to get you killed trying to play these fucking games. So you might want to leave me the fuck alone. Because he copies everything that Crucial does, OD also throws a cookout for the Yobes. But while the Yobes, they're not set foot in crucial's hood crucial not only shows up to this uh cookout he whoops od's ass in front of his whole gang while threatening to kill all of them until he finds out who put their hands on andrika although od claims that nobody from the yobes you know put a hand on her on the way out this nigga makes himself a plate of the food od goes to see his mama in jail 
And she is still claiming she's innocent after all these years and tells OD that Katrina's brother did it. Crucial's uncle who owns the fish spot. And so this makes OD like hate them even more. Like my mama been in jail all this time for some shit that y'all did. But he ain't gonna do nothing about it. OD a bitch. Crucial got Andrika a better lawyer to take over her custody case. And he calls her, the lawyer calls her, telling her what she needs to do, what she needs to focus on, and just let him do his job because he don't want any problems with Crucial. Then she receives a call from Emily telling her she's never going to get custody of Cooper back because, you know, the McCulloughs, they're doctors. She knows, like, a lot of people higher up so it's basically like bitch if i never want you to have your son again you're not gonna do it and andrika tells her you know if the judge really wanted you to have my son he would have been granted you custody a long time ago it's like that judge wants me back with my son and you know like i'm not feeding into your games any longer and this kind of takes emily back but she hangs up on her like bitch go play with somebody else so andrika is driving by the fish spot to see crucial when she notices a car like has circled the block a few times and this last time it's like slowly creeping by and she sees a gun sticking out the window she screams out to crucial like to warn him but then four shots ring out and you know that's the end until next time sideline stories so ayana and lolly actually get into a relationship but she doesn't tell him that she's pregnant and she won't let him touch her like besides kissing and well they both gave each other head like one time but after that it's just been kissing and nothing else she runs into his ex at the store one day where the ex sees her stomach and realizes that she's pregnant So when the ex is trying to get back with Lolly, he tells her, no, he's committed to someone new. She offers to now be the chick on the side, like, oh, okay, well then do her how you did me and sleep with me while you were her. And he still refuses, like saying, no, I'm trying to be a good dude. Like I'm committed to this girl and, you know, I'm on something new. And she's like, oh, but it's okay when you did it to me. And he's telling her like no it's not okay that's not the statement i'm trying to make that is okay it was wrong when i did it to you and it's gonna be wrong if i do it to her but i'm not doing that to her i'm sorry i did it to you but unfortunately i'm not willing to go there with you and so she accuses him of getting ayana pregnant and he's like what is you talking about my girl ain't pregnant she's like i know a pregnant bitch when i see one And so, of course, this pisses Lolly off because, okay, what happened? She was finally, like, they were going to have sex that night. But he says, you know, I got to go home, pack a bag. So when he went to his house, the ex-girlfriend was there. And this is how all this happens. But when he rushed back to the crib, you know, she got it set up. She done set some candles. She got the mood going. He like, you pregnant? Like, fuck all this other shit you talking about you pregnant why you ain't telling me you was pregnant and she's like you know i was going to tonight was going to be the night that i set it all out there he's like no you should have been set it out there 
And just let me know what's up. You don't know what I would have did. And she's basically telling him about his old ways and how she knew the type of nigga that he was. And I kind of feel like he was gaslighting her because she's he tells her, you know, no, nah, you don't know what I would have did, what I would have done. But now I guess we'll never know. And he breaks up with her. And somehow he sees this as her playing him, which I know I don't get. It's like, I'm not playing you. I want to be in this relationship with you. I want you. I just wanted to take it slow. So anyway, so while she's dealing with that and with them being in a relationship before they broke up, Jalen, the ex-basketball boyfriend slash baby daddy, has been trying to get back with her this whole time. And while his wife keeps telling her, you know, stop contacting him, even though he's the one contacting her um, and saying, you know, he doesn't want to be with you. He doesn't want to have anything to do with your baby. Like, let it go. Leave it alone. And she does this one too many times because after Lolly broke up with her and the wife calls her again and says, you know, didn't I tell you to leave my husband alone? She's like, you know what? You right. She posts a picture of her stomach and all the text messages that Jalen has been sending her to IG and basically saying, like, does this look like a happily married man? Like, the nigga's trifling, and this is all the shit that he put me through. Jory continues to sleep with both of the sisters while also suspecting that his girlfriend is cheating on him as well. So it's just like, he can't really confirm that she's cheating, but he has this suspicion while also cheating on her with her own sister. And the girlfriend finds out that him and the sister are sleeping together and threatens to leave him unless he breaks it off with the sister and basically like says some real grimy shit to her. So Andrika informs the sister to be better and not accept being the side of your sister's boyfriend. And so... Uh, Jory, he doesn't like that. He's like, basically, she got her mind to her own now. She want to be better. I don't like that shit. And he goes and has a conversation with Crucial, telling him, like, you know, tell your girlfriend to stay out of my business. And Crucial is like, so you mad that your side hoe wants better for herself and you're trying to blame it on my girl. And tells that nigga, like, don't mention my girl again or I'm going to have to whoop your ass, homie or not. So when he does break up with his girlfriend, she tells him that she's been cheating all along and it's with the yolk that Crucial killed and she loved him more than she could ever love Jory. And uh, the sister knew all about it and basically like she would take me to go meet him and she lied to your face for me all this time. So... Jory, like he done with both of them. He's like, man, fuck both y'all. I'm done with both y'all. Y'all trifling. So Chanel, who is the cousin that helped Andrika fight at the club, is introduced in this book. And she used to date Quay, which I already know. Book three, even from what Siobhan said on IG and as she's writing it now, it's going to be so long because this is a fourth relationship that is now being introduced into this story when they could be stories of their own oh that is so exhausting but it's just like 
you can't tell an author what to do, but it's just like, girl, this could, she's so amazing at writing. It's just like, this could have been broken up into like a four or five series type of thing. Because like I said, she's amazing at writing. You want to read her books. Her books are good, but it's just like all this side shit. You could let that go. Anyway, um, she dated Quay, I think like eight years ago or something like that, but she left him because of cheating. And so now she's married to an abusive coke sniffing politician who's running for mayor, who is possibly also cheating on her with somebody in his campaign. Anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed this review and I'll see you next week for another book. Peace and blessings.